everybody. This is Mark Levine, and you're listening to episode number five of the NYC Real Estate Podcast. I'm from property management firm EBMG, and today we have a few representatives from Merit Engineering, one of New York City's leading engineering firms, to talk about the Climate Mobilization Act, as well as general energy savings topics pertaining to buildings in New York City. And today, actually, in the studio, I have Paul Gerdak and Heather Cerrone. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. And on the phone, I have Mario Cerigliano, uh, one of the vice presidents of Merit Engineering. Hey, Mario. How are you? How are you? Good. Everybody's doing well. So... You want to give us a background on Merit Engineering and what you guys sure. are currently tackling in the New York City area? Sure. Uh, Merit Engineering was established back in 1986 by our principal, Charles A. Merritt. Um, over the years, we've become a leading engineering firm that specializes in building restoration and waterproofing work throughout the tri-state area. Some of our clients currently, we basically cover commercial multifamily, healthcare, educational, and public facilities. And in addition to that, we recently added an MEP division as well, which covers HVAC replacement, boiler replacement, and analysis. And that's actually really important for new construction because we're seeing a lot of really high-end systems and a lot of these new condos and um, high-end buildings. And even you wouldn't expect in a few years that they would go, but depending on what was put in by the developer, I think the MEP program is pretty important. Exactly, exactly. And over the years, we've learned that in order to stay within the industry standards, we'd have to diversify. So we started the division roughly about three years ago. Okay, great. Well, thank you. And let me just point out to everybody at home that if you want to email us, you can do so. Email the show at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Any questions that come through, we will certainly answer them in the future. So what we really wanted to bring you guys in, Paul and Heather and Mario, was to talk about the Climate Mobilization Act. Um, so what we're seeing is greenhouse gas initiatives and otherwise just cleaner, uh, more energy efficient buildings, right? In the city of New York, that's what they're uh, really coming towards us with now. That's the goal. Yeah. So what is this, the Climate Mobilization Act? What is it doing for us and for the buildings that we manage? Well, um, it, it's uh, it's an act that been it's been established uh, quite some time ago, uh, two thousand and um, just jumping back a little bit, two thousand and eight. Uh, Europe was the sort of leader in, in getting that getting the energy organized, and then two thousand eighteen, um, our city finally picked up the act uh, a bit earlier, and began mobilizing um, to create teams. Um, tackling these, these issues, um, carbon emissions, uh, energy. Uh, and I always say the energy vampires, you know, those big buildings. <laughs> um, and then obviously water, water consumption and energy consumption in general. So what we've been doing in the past few years, it started with Local Law 84, and that was a yearly initiative where we had to, for buildings that were greater than 50,000 square feet, benchmark, not a total benchmark, but submit our energy and water usage to the city. And not too long ago, it was Local Law 133 that came out and it said we are shrinking the size from 50,000 square feet to 25,000 square feet. And we were always, I was always wondering, what are they going to do with this information? How are they archiving this? Why? And now I think we kind of are seeing that. And what this is telling us now, the Climate Mobilization Act, is that buildings larger than 25,000 square feet, which is our lowest 
uh, filing right now must reduce their emissions by 40% by 2030 and by 80% by 2050. And these are huge deals, right? Yes. Uh, those are benchmarks uh, and uh, preliminarily established against 2005 data, data but that, that, that can change any time. Um, it's not fully established yet. Uh, the, the, the basic incentive of 33 and uh, local of 33 and 133 um, is uh, basically um, digitizing all the data and, and right. getting, getting all the data available to all customers. Uh, 25,000 square feet um, is not the benchmark, but we can expect to see new uh, legislations issued for all buildings. No matter if it's 6,000 square It doesn't matter. Right now, yeah, right now, houses of warships, uh, um, uh, city buildings, city-owned buildings. Convenient. Not, yeah. not, not lease buildings. So yeah. if the city leases a space, they still have to comply landmark buildings and but uh, i do love that the city comes <laughs> and they make a rule and they say but it's not relevant to yeah, our buildings yeah that's unfortunately yeah uh, yeah they uh, but but to give a credit um they do have an internal battle and they have to follow their own standards they right uh, 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 you know i get it they procrastinate against do you themselves. guys do local 87 the big filings in in-house or is that not something that you guys touch upon um no but it's uh it it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting aspect of uh he's seeing owners sort of battling this issue and constantly saying well why do we have to do this why do we have to replace why do we have to continuously upgrade the you know the windows why do we have to upgrade this why can we just yeah so it, it's uh, the owners are are frustrated yeah um because there is a there is issue of finance finances obviously uh money available to do the reconstructions necessary to meet the goals retro retrofit, yeah, retrofitting um you know got re got renovations uh but um uh, frankly i i i attend uh try to attend as many meetings as possible and go to these seminars um and hearing the department of buildings and other agencies uh you know you kind of get a get an idea that it's coming for all buildings, uh, not just the three stories and up, not just uh, the 25,000 yeah. square feet. Uh, so we're, you know, right now we're looking at mechanical systems. I mean, engineers and architects in general, offices are looking at uh, building systems in general. Those are the primary uh, sort of function to upgrade. Is that kind of hand in hand with your MEP department now? More or less, yeah. And we yeah. can see that in the private sector as well. Uh, so we you know, do a lot of cha uh, 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 private bank uh, institutions and, um, and so, you know, it, it, we can see the improvement in mechanical systems. Uh, yeah. The energy efficiency ratios are going up. Uh, the uh, refrigerant types, uh, the products, the specifications, it's all being um, upgraded. Yeah. Our video feed cut out. I don't know why, but we'll keep this going for audio no matter what. It's cool. fine. I'll worry about that later. Yes. So for Local uh, 87, for people that are listening... I guess it's important for them to know that if you are over 50,000 square feet, it's a 10 year program. Every 10 years you have to do the filing and the way that you figure out when you need to file is the last digit of your block number. So if your block ends in one, then you're, you're up in 2021, 31, 41, 51. So it's, it's a really easy way to look at it. Yes. But we've also seen the city take other initiatives and going forward with um, oil, you know, there, there's a push towards cleaner burning fuels. There's a push towards just saving energy in general. So a few years ago, they outlawed number six oil. And then they're also saying that number four oil will be outlawed by 2030. And if there's any boilers that are going to be installed that are running on number four, they're not going to approve that past a certain time that's close to that 2030 point. And also promoting the, uh, NYC cool roofs yes. is a big thing for them too. And, 
just generally changing the ener energy codes throughout the city to be more efficient. And I think for new construction, there was a new <laughs> law that um, de Blasio was pushing. I don't know if it went into law or if it was just a, pro a proposed mm -hmm. change where the new construction can't be all glass or it had to be energy efficient to block out you know, <laughs> the, the energy inefficiency and the overheating and, yeah. and all that. Um, uh, funny enough, I did, I did come across the article in New York times. Um, it's, uh, it, it's something that de Blasio is working hard on, I believe. Um, and, uh, it, it makes, it makes sense again. Uh, yeah. we see a lot of skyscrapers and uh, if you, if you're familiar with glass and the, the U values and the R values conversion, uh, it's, you know, it's not, you're not getting a lot of uh, thermal performance right. out of the, obviously we have some uh, technical specs on the glass, but, uh, beyond the point there needs to be some mass some thermal mass and and you know yeah to, to improve the the overall performance of the building so what would we say greenhouse gas emissions are we're looking to limit them but what are they made of um well carbon is number one and obviously the actually uh, it, it goes into all different the entire spectrum of of construction industry i mean Looking across the 21% transportation in U.S. Of carbon emissions, you're talking about uh, electrical water usage of about 23%, and then you're looking at buildings that's like 12%. Mm -hmm. um, so we're as though we're only focusing on the 12% out of that 80% that we're talking about. Um, all other industries are being affected. So essentially, the product manufacturers now have to establish criteria uh, to meet the performance uh, to declare the products to make sure everything is transparent. Right. Um, there's there's a lot going on. It's not just you know it's not just the particular. So um, it's and, and it's anything that's basically being trapped in the atmosphere, yeah. not allowing the. Um, it's holding the heat in the atmosphere. Correct. I mean, right. we think we think about we think about carbon as being uh, the element, the car, the uh, the chemical element holding uh, the heat um, in the atmosphere. But really, it's it's the actual production of the different uh, industries that cause the the carbon. And it doesn't have to be carbon. There's other chemicals, right? That combined. It's any gaseous compound. Correct. There's okay. a lot. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And it's coming from electricity, and it's coming from heating, and it's coming from cooling. It comes from, from yeah. cars, I'd imagine. Absolutely, absolutely. Trans Transportation is the biggest one. Um, buildings, uh, obviously, another big one. Uh, yes, um, a fun fact about that, 71% of the gas emissions come from our buildings. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Out of the 12% of the entire U.S., wow. which, is, which is in the EPA website. Yeah. So we can do a lot to improve that. Right. And we, uh, that's what we're doing, I guess. They're they're making us do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So 2025 is the compliance date that all buildings that are in this, we're saying 25,000 square feet and up right now. Yes. I'd imagine we have six years to go. It's going to change uh, to all buildings or to buildings. I could see it 10,000 square feet. You know, there's it's a sliding downward Thing, but they have to show a report mm -hmm. about their carbon emissions in 2024, mm -hmm. the year prior. Uh, so it, is this in addition to the local law 133 filing? That's the yearly. It, we're, it's two different things, mm -hmm. right? One mm -hmm. is the carbon emissions, which is what we're talking about now. Right. And then local law 133 would be the energy usage. Right. Which is, I guess, a different platform. Uh they're all stringing together yeah. in same some goal. way. Yeah, the same goal. Well, in a sense, uh, one is really meant to, uh, and I myself, myself, I confuse them, but uh, one is really meant to tackle the um, 
the performance criteria and display the criteria. So uh, the building will be given a, a letter grade based on uh, uh, the, the efficiency. And, and you know, if you don't comply, if you don't submit, actually there's a quarterly submission. So it's in August, if I recall correctly, September, uh, February, and I think in May. And so you submit, you submit uh, through a website, through Energy Star website. There's a template. Right. I've actually used it myself. Yeah. Um, and there's a template. You literally fill out information and you submit it uh, to the city and then they benchmark it. And they say, well, you're, you're below. So if you're below, what do you do? Um, you know, you have to meet the performance. They give you some. I'm, I'm sure you'll have some time to improve the performance. If you don't submit, it's $500 per Per so quarter? Per quarter. So okay. it's up to $2,000, which makes up the yeah. four quarters. And then the $268 penalty for not meeting the energy. And the, the $268 penalty, it's calculated by multiplying your emissions overages by that number. So it's not just 268 it's 268 times Correct. whatever factor yes. of emissions. That yes, is. it's getting there. So we don't know. You could be a... You could be a 10,000 uh, I mean, for very inefficient buildings. You're going to be paying a lot of money to I be inefficient. Think they will set a cap. I think there will be so. a cap. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and how do we as owners take the steps to comply with this? What's the, what we have to gather, I guess the building information, right? Right. And what information am I as the building owner, man, uh, the manager the building owner, somebody that's responsible. What am I gathering? How do I, how do I gather that? Well, there's some there's some p simple techniques. Uh, uh, first of all, I mean, if, if it's a residential building and and uh, it, not a co-op, not a condo, so not every owner has his own mechanical system or independent systems. Um, you you can you know balance and get the data out of the uh, out of the uh, utility companies and also your own obviously your own maintenance crew to get yeah. the data and then um, sort of benchmark that and track it have a system or a way to be able to, you know, I mean, there's simple ways to do it via simple software and the more complicated ways right. uh, or complex, yeah. however you want to call it. Uh, but uh, do you think uh, that's something that a company like us could do on our own or do we have to get a third party uh, like you guys? Involved? You know, funny that you say that because uh, there's so many companies now, all of a sudden you get this market niche of individuals and companies coming up with this new software. You know, we can do your benchmarking and we can do this and we can do your energy analysis and we can do... So it is, uh, it's going to grow in multiple different ways. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a new platform uh, for, uh, for growth, a new, a new development in, in this particular field, architecture, engineering, and, and energy, um, I think. And, um, you know, again, as owners, uh, you can really just take the data, understand what you're dealing with, look at against uh, the data that you've had years ago and see how much you really using mm -hmm. um now th this could be a simple math it could be a more difficult but these tools on the epa and the energy start website they're fairly simple um so it's it, it, you know that's that would be the first source to go to nyc.gov and then look up the energy star um and then look at the template and see how it how it needs to work um and obviously the number two thing is really getting familiar uh, with the data and know how to improve the data. And that's where engineering and architecture companies come in. Right. Yeah. And th so we have to hire an engineer and then we have to file a report with the city. 
through the energy star interface probably yeah i think that's not clear uh i'm i'm not sure i think that's not clear it just says that the the data has to be submitted through this particular website with the particular template the issue with most owners don't know how to deal with with improving mm. the performance of the building right uh i mean obviously some of the things that we've listed in our article um are oh, what was that heather um we had a we have the thermostats, right? Replacing thermostat mechanical systems. I mean, basic things like uh, insulating the uh, envelope of the of the building, um, and replacing windows with energy more performing more performing energy uh, and uh, windows. Um, the thermostats and the lighting is obviously right. the easier things, and then there's the building envelope issues that will also save you right. a ton, but that's a little bit more costly. Right. So you can, you know, generally we see owners the first thing they say, all right, well, we get. We, we got to get the lighting done and then the low hanging fruit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that has a specific payback period that you could quantify. Oh yes. I don't absolutely. know if you could quantify, um, insulating the exterior, <laughs> how long the payback would be. Try us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can actually we'll make it work. Is that yeah. a challenge? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, y you can, you can, there, there's, there's ways to handle that, uh, through, uh, through software and through other means okay. uh, of energy performance. So you could give us a rundown of all the inefficiencies in the building, even what, how we should yes. upgrade them, what the payoff period Absolutely. would be, how much it'll cost. Yeah. Even through envelope. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, if the building can't afford it, I guess New York City, as of now, they have what's called the Property Assessed Clean Energy uh, Program, and it's called, I guess, short, it's PACE, a financing mechanism that is going to enable energy efficient and renewable energy projects to receive long-term financing for little to no money down. So presumably, presumably, more building owners will be able to make the alterations required to reduce greenhouse gas emissions citywide. But we don't know yet if there's going to be any income level requirements, low income level, any... I could imagine that this would be maybe rent... If you have rent-stabilized apartments in the building, if you have um, anything that's not market rate, if right. you're a low income, like HDFC, where you've gotten government subsidies in the past... But I don't know if they're going to, or like the J51 program for upgrading your capital, you know, improvements, they have a limit of an assessed value and maybe that's how they'll do it too. Maybe it's a combination of everything. Right. Right. Well, actually, um, the, it's, it's funny you mentioned, uh, rent control apartments are not subject. Okay. Um, I believe, and there's a, there's a ratio, but there's, it's somewhere on the website, another article that I read, uh, that. These are not subject to the same requirements, so that that might follow a different set of rules. And okay. also, uh, apartment units with uh, with combination of less than two apartments, it's right because it, that's not considered a multifamily cor building. Correct, yeah, exactly. Once you hit once you hit multifamily, and 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 obviously, then you're getting into the commercial sector, not the residential. Right. I believe the healthcare facilities have a different set of rules too, so it's kind Absolutely. of varying. Yeah, actually, hospitals can uh, hospitals are one of the biggest uh energy vampires I, I believe it and and so they have to come up with their own plan on how to improve the energy performance without compromising on the mri equipment and the x-rays and all that mm -hmm. so that's that's also a tricky part so let's talk about other local laws that are affecting energy like local law 33 which we're in 2019 so that's starting in 2020 and that's for buildings again greater than twenty-five thousand square feet mm -hmm. 
they're going to now be required to post letter grades in a visible uh, place in the building. So it's like going to that Chinese restaurant down the yeah. block and you see the C and you're like, mm, yeah. maybe we'll go somewhere else. I only eat in A's. So. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Most people I know will turn turn down B's. Yeah. Yeah, because wow. yeah, it's still what, you know, you don't have the data right there. What caused the B? You know, I think, I th you know, it's funny. Well, now that you say that, I think it's one of those. Uh, I think the letter grading is really for uh, uh, for the city to sort of you know drop by and say, hey, okay, well that 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 one's get a C. Let, let's stop by and see how they're doing with right. the performance. And right. yeah. so you know, if if the if the A is there, chances are the the buildings are doing a good job. And right. So and it's pretty wide. I mean, there's uh, six different grades. So you could get a grade A, which means you're 90 or above. Yes. B is a huge difference range. it's yes. 50 to 89 so you could be 51 or you could be 89 and you're in the same boat yes. i don't know how that works but <laughs> c you're at 20 to 49 d you're at 0 to 19 if you get an f that means that the building didn't submit and if you're an n the building is exempt or not covered and yes. i guess it's important to also say that city the city can also perform spot audits to ensure that the building's being truthful in their reporting which is what you said if it's an a building yeah and then you go in and there's air leaking everywhere and things aren't wrapped and you're just, you look to be inefficient and through whatever spot check, you know, they can, they can see that. Yeah. So what else can we do to lower emissions in buildings that you could think of like solar? Yeah. Um, plantings? it's, uh, we've, we've, uh, that's a, that's an interesting subject. Uh, sustainable energy is obviously, uh, uh something that we've always should pursue. Although with the footprint that we have available, especially on existing buildings, it's almost impossible. I mean, with even with the with the certain square footage of solar panels on the roof, I mean, you are offsetting a very very minor percentage of the energy. Um, so the really getting the building to seal seal the building properly is is one of the biggest issues. Air air infiltration. That's why it's getting right. quite tricky to do that. But um, like when you're in the building. Mm. And the elevator <laughs> door is open and I'm like, right. That wind tunnel, the stack effect. Um, just the air is going everywhere. Um, well, that that could be one one that could that could be a purge system or or maybe some other uh, mm -hmm. ways to have. But in general, um, I think there, uh, you know, in, in your apartments, obviously your windows have to be sealed properly. But uh, the other thing issue, uh, the other issue was also purchasing green energy. So that's something. Um, um, you know, you could always uh, buy your energy from a more sustainable source. And, and Would you consider biofuel green energy or are we talking about something else? Are we uh, talking about uh, energy that from a, um, a generator that was sold back to the grid? Basically. So you, you have uh, obviously Con Ed has um, or guidelines a little different, but Con Ed in general uh, sells the energy through through. Um, multiple means and right. obviously we have the power plants we have the nuclear plants we have coals we still have all, all these different things and we have sustainable and so the sustainable uh you know the more people purchase the energy from that sector and it's literally just becoming yeah it, it's just it's just a bill it literally looks at you know look at the bill it's you're buying it from a different uh, source but the uh, provider is the same right but you're just getting it from different sources so like an esco Almost like that, yeah. yeah. So, so essentially, you're, you're supporting that. That you know, could be a little more money, could be a little less, but mm -hmm. you're supporting that sec sector, and that grows. And basically, 
um, it helps. Uh, that, but that's that's the other one. Other than that, I don't white know. roofs, <laughs> painting our roofs white. Well, that cool roofs. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, I think that he came up with that. Um, well, he signed that into law. I think. And uh, white roofs are. I, don't know, I came across another um, uh, interesting technical fact is that uh, you know the ambient temperature just directly above the white roof is indeed lower, but if you're just uh, thir- you know 36 inches above the roof, you're looking at the same temperatures. So, but will it help the top floor? Uh, y- well, right, certainly, right? Right I mean, below the roof, will that help? To yeah, obviously you have some... Well, actually, uh, now that you say, uh, a lot of owners who put solar panels on their roofs because you're, you're reflecting or you're shading the, the, uh, the roof, the actual roof membrane, there's less radi- uh, radiation of heat mm-hmm. into the building. Um, and obviously, buildings that are less uh, have, have lower insulation values of all the roofs. Uh, you, you're obviously getting a lot of heat through the first floor, and then you have to pump that AC to, you know, to right. get the to get the heat out. Um, and then that goes the same for the facades. I mean, most of most of our old buildings are not insulated. It's just right. it's just brick and plaster. Yeah, and that's basically what you <laughs> and some <laughs> some framing. Well, cool. Did you think that we missed anything, or do we cover most of this program? Uh, I think it's a you know it's it's a subject that will will grow and you know it's just being aware. I think owners just need to be a little more aware and 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 really plan and make a plan and not just sort of yes. wake up one day and say, oh oh my gosh, what am I doing? Uh, well, we have ten years now to plan yeah. for twenty thirty. Right. So it, it sounds like a long time, but if you it's not no, yeah. and no, just simply not. starting with gathering the information like we had discussed before is the easiest way to just begin yeah. getting the utilities, gathering your information, having it ready. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Cause fi- I can't imagine cutting it by 80% by 2050 for some of these buildings. That's uh, a stretch. Yeah, it is. It, it may change again. Yeah. The, the city council ultimately will, will make a decision one way or another, but uh, right now it is the law. And so yeah. right. I appreciate it. Well, I want to thank Mario on the phone. Are you still there? Yes, still here. All right. Do you have anything to add, sir? No, I think uh, I think Paul covered it all. Yeah, cool. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of years, but it'll be interesting how this manifests. Yeah, and it's just a waiting game, I think, as with anything else, to see how they're going to actually implement. I think they make a lot of laws with a great hope of implementing it in in certain ways, but they don't really put the the path forward on how to do it so well. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it, and I'm sure you guys yeah. will keep an eye on it. Yes. Um, well, thank you. So we've got Paul here. We've got Heather. We've got Mary on the phone. And how do we reach out to you? We, we could call you on the phone at 718-767-0923 and also at Merit. That's two R's and two T's. MeritEngineering.com. And again, if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Mark Levine. Check out our uh Check out our management company, EBMG, at ebmg.com and at ebmglc. And thank you guys for coming in. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Until next time. All righty. Take care.